Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I am joined by Stephen and Greg as we go over all of the week. What week are we in? Week 15? Wow. We're getting through the season so fast. This is insane. Uh, week 15. Listen, we lost our survivor. Steven has won it. Greg paid him for both of us because I wasn't. I sure as hell wasn't paying that after Tommy DeVito did what he did to my money. But we are out of the survivor pool. It's over. Steven is the winner. Congratulations. I am currently kicking Steven's ass in our fantasy football playoffs, though, so uh, we'll see who gets the last laugh. Outside of football, the biggest story of the sports world this year or this week, maybe even this year, is Shohei Otani's contract. Seven or ten years, seven hundred million dollars, sixty-eight million a year is being deferred from twenty thirty-four to twenty forty-five, or some some variation of that, to where uh, he is basically making two million a year in salary from the Dodgers. I don't know how this is legal. I don't know how the rest of the MLB is not up in arms. I've talked about it a little more at the end of this podcast, so. Be on the lookout for that. We also have a fun thing we're going to do with the draft next week. We're going to bank an episode because a lot of us are traveling for the holidays. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. Little little upkeep right there. Uh, however, this is a football podcast, first and foremost. And so at the very start, middle, and end, we're talking football, baby. How about that? So without further ado, here is Gregory and Steven. Hello, fellas. We are joined, as always now, by Stephen and Greg. Greg's an official co-host. We're going to have to X Benny out. I have a story to tell about Benny that uh, I have not laughed this hard, I don't think, in years. I woke up this morning, and my my girlfriend can attest to this. She was in the living room, and I was crying of laughter. She, she thought I was in pain. So are you okay? Because I was crying, and I was like, I seriously can't stop laughing. So we're going to start with that. But first, Stephen, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Not great. You're the Survivor champ. Greg, how you doing? Good, man. Long time no see. Good to see you again. I know. We, saw, we crossed each other's past playing tennis today. I saw Greg doing something over there. So I'm just going to basically run this down. This isn't going to be as funny on the podcast, but people need to listen to this. My friend, Benny, former co-host, actually. So people that listen regularly will know this guy. Uh, we should have brought him on for this. He should have just described his bet. So Monday Night Football, I actually have about $150 on a Packers-Dolphins parlay, which was minus 190. Whoops. So that's terrible value as well. Both of those lost. Benny at halftime put about $50 on the inverse of that, or the reverse of that, which is um, a Titans- Giants parlay that was 10 to 1. So if that bet would have won, he would have made $500. There's a lot of numbers here. That bet did win. However, Benny and his magnificent genius cashed it out. So he put $44 on it. You know, I'd understand if he cashed out. He thought there was no hope. He gets $20 back or something. He might, you know, save grace, salvage something. He cashed it out for $1.94. $1.94. And the bet ended up winning, so he basically gave up five hundred dollars of value right there. And I'm not—I can't even laugh as hard as I've been laughing. I literally drove to the gym today, blaring, cashing out, just crying, tears streaming down my face. It's one of the funniest things of all time. And we miss Benny. We need to—we need him back on. He needs to describe this bet. I sent this to like a few of the betting pages too, by the way. So hopefully one of them posted because this is the funniest <laughs> loss ever. A dollar ninety four is what he got back. Good job, Benny. 
it makes it funnier too that he puts bets like this all the time and he rides them out till the end. But the one that actually had a good chance of hitting, he's like, I need that dollar ninety four back right now. What can you buy Friends for a dollar ninety four? Give me one ninety four. Can you know? Do you know of anything that you can buy for a dollar ninety four? Yeah. Greg, Just what's something of, you could buy for a dollar ninety four when you were a kid? The Taco Bell. God, yeah. honestly, you could get, you could get, um, dude. I don't even know if you could get something when I was a kid for that much. Like when you when you say kid, like what age range are you saying? Like what 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 level of kid dumb are you? During the during the Woodrow Wilson presidency. Know. Yeah, before the Wall Street. <laughs> Street crash in 1929. What could you get for uh, the ideas for? You could get a five-course meal um, and uh, a chauffeur-driven, you know, not a limo, but like a nice town, a town carriage, car um, to take you both ways, both ways. And you'd have enough to tip everybody, like, excessively. That's Here's all. a dime, Sonny. A buck Here's 94. A there you go. You just made that guy's, like, weak. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. If I was, was homeless and somebody gave me a dollar ninety four, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> He's throwing loose change at me. Yeah, I uh, I'll never forget. I was walking downtown. Uh, this is probably a year or two ago. This was before this like inflation went out of control. And a guy, I was going to dinner with Hannah, and he said, "Hey, can I have ten bucks?" I said. Can I have ten bucks? What are you doing? Like this is ridiculous. Like is that the starting number? <laughs> is this, is this like your you start high and go low on me? Like, no, you can't have ten dollars. My God. Um, but I've ever uh, had anyone ask that much money? Oh, I know that's excessive, right? Like five bucks. Okay, maybe that's reasonable. I can understand that, especially in these trying times. Um, you know, but yeah, start at ten. Like no. Yeah, you're just gonna get like a real, real quick now. How about a dollar ninety four? Are you saying, "Wow, you're humble"? I respect, <laughs> I respect the specificity of it. You know, if you if you come up and say, "I need a dollar seventy four, I go, "Geez, yeah, you probably do." Yeah, you know? he, he actually a... does need it. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was one of the funniest things ever. So, okay, here's, I I don't want to even move on. I wish that we could just talk. We need Benny to talk about this. Benny, I'm gonna ask him to be on next week. So, this is a this is a the greatest cash out of all time. It's amazing. A dollar ninety-four. It's not even worth anything. <laughs> it's great. I love him. That that reminds me why why he's one of my best friends. Um, so our record's going into week fifteen. Steven is still in the lead, 108, 96, and four. We all had another push this week. Greg is 65, 61, and four. I am on Steven's tail, 106, 98, and four. So I'm two games back of Steve. He did win the all important survivor, though. So, you know, good for you, Steven. We're yeah. all so guys, happy for you. You guys just got to know how to pick the winners, okay? I also didn't yeah, pay. That, Greg paid for me. Uh, I would say that Minnesota game, like you, you knew you had that in pocket the whole way. Like there was hey, no doubt. They won by a bigger spread than the Giants and Packers game, so <laughs> that's, that's all you need to say. <laughs> that's true. Hey, a winner's a winner, man. A winner's a winner. That's true. Well, we have that Raiders team that Stephen picked against so brilliantly playing um playing Thursday night football against Easton Stick and the Chargers. How about that? Uh hey, oh. what a Thursday night game. I honestly might not watch this one. I'm considering not I'm considering boycotting this one. 
Uh, I'll probably watch it. The Raiders are three-point favorites with Aiden O'Connell. Is Jimmy G not going to be able to play football? Now they just ruled uh, him out for the season. So. He can play. He's healthy. They're just not playing him. Okay, that's smart. I mean, yeah, Aiden O'Connell's shown so much, so many flashes of greatness, uh, greatness <laughs> over, the fa- over the past few weeks. And same with Brian Hoyer, you know. Good job. Okay, well, I've seen enough of this Chargers team. They scored six points against the Patriots with a healthy Herbert. They couldn't, they couldn't, Jesus, they couldn't even move the ball against Denver before he got hurt. They look so rough. And maybe he's been hurt this whole year. I had a brilliant idea after tennis today that the Chargers should trade Herbert for the first or second pick. Cause I, I think, I mean, I don't know if the bears would do that with that Panthers pick because I think field, they kind of like fields now, but, and why would they do it for a QB if they're not going to take Caleb? But uh, maybe for the Patriots, I don't think I'd like that for what it's worth. I'd say, yes, I talked myself into it, but Herbert is, you know who Herbert is? Yes. At least you know you get, you know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, Her- Herbert's uh, NBA comp. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, I was actually just about to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has all the talent in the world, just doesn't quite live up to like top five guy. Yeah, and I think that there's a chance that he can in the future with a. I don't. I don't. Know if it's a, maybe it's just Brandon Staley. Maybe it's Staley stink on him. So maybe that's it. I just. I don't know. I think that Staley is obviously going to be fired at the end of the year. They're, they're, they should have fired him already. I don't know why he's still coaching there now, like after they lost against the Broncos like that. So I'm going to take the Raiders here. Three points is a lot for them to be favored by, but Easton Stick might be one of the quarterbacks worse than Aiden O'Connell. So give me the Raiders here. Honestly, better chance than not. This pushes, I think. <laughs> I think the Raiders are going to win by three points. But yeah, I, I just, I cannot. I'm done picking the Chargers. It's just an automatic no. I'm not betting this game. I don't like this slate at all, really, for gambling wise. But um, I'm going Raiders. Raiders by three here, at least. Uh, Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Raiders as well because the uh, Chargers also don't have Keenan Allen. Oh yeah, he's so. Out. Yeah, I. They're gonna throw the who? Guy can't catch balls. Don't hand. So. Him. Yeah, Stone hands himself. So yeah, give me give me the Raiders. Uh, this. We've got a lot of stinky games over the last few weeks. I hope this one as. This is magnificent as the Vikings Raiders game last week. <laughs> Another three zero to the to the end. Uh, what about you, uh, Greg? I I didn't know that Keenan Allen was playing. I know he's questionable, but you got announced um, today. Yeah, sorry for not. Yeah, that's too bad. No, that's that's on me. I should have handicapped that. You should have. Um, it's very tough to bet on the Raiders, and uh, I don't like them catching points at all. I feel like this should be a pick them, um, because there really is no advantage on either side. Uh, there's no home field advantage in Las Vegas. There's no home field advantage in LA for the chargers. There's probably a slight one for the Rams. Um, so I guess, I guess I got to take the Raiders. It's stinky. Uh, not betting this game either. Haven't bet it, not going to bet it, but I guess they can maybe win by three and we'll push. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's an awful, awful game. I'm probably not going to watch it either. It's going to be terrible. Uh, Sunday, Sunday morning. Is it a Sunday or do we have Saturday football this week? It's we have Saturday. Saturday. Have- oh, uh oh. Cancel the plans. <laughs> we have Saturday NFL football. Okay, so Saturday morning, we have the Vikings and the Bengals. My two receivers that have really underperformed for me in fantasy that uh I thought it would coast me to the champ. I still have a chance to make the championship, right? I'm playing. I'm playing. My good friend Stephen Bruin actually in the in the 
playoffs right now who just popped in a lot of Copenhagen in his lip. Uh, spit a little, you know. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, but they have not performed well. They're both playing this game. I just want to outline when I saw what uh was it Dobbs? Yeah, Dobbs. Dobbs tried to get Jefferson killed last week. Uh, he threw one of the worst balls, a jump ball, middle of the field to Jefferson, where he got. I'm surprised he didn't break ribs. He's actually he's playing this week. Him and Chase both were injured, and they both said we we're going. But the hit Jefferson took was insane. He went to the hospital. Uh, Dobbs was promptly pulled shortly thereafter, and uh, Dobbs' sanity is over. It's been replaced by Tommy DeVito. So, it's I I said this a few weeks ago when he got when he when he won that first game with the Vikings when he got traded there. Should have sat out the rest of the season. Dobbs. He's gonna get a year. He's gonna be a backup, but he just lost out on probably twenty million dollars. That's all I'm saying. Um, in this game, you got another guy I think should sit out. It's Jake Browning. I think he should uh, after these first two good good games. You know, don't have a stinker, but it's Nick Mullins versus Jake Browning. The Bengals really haven't missed a beat without without uh, Joe Burrow. The offense is scooting. I said this last week. Quarterbacks don't matter. I like to revamp that take, but I'm not going to do it right here. We're getting through these games. Uh, quarterbacks do matter, but not as much as like, not that much. Um, Jake Brandon looks good though. This offense still looks good. Zach Taylor has to be doing a victory lap that he's able to do this with a backup. The run game's working. I think this is going to be a, I actually think this might be a decently high scoring game. Surprisingly, after what we saw from the Vikings last week, I think it's a bounce back, but I do think the Bengals take it. I think it's going to be something along the lines of 27 uh, 21 or something like that. This Bengals offense will score. So it's really, if the Vikings are the Vikings are either going to get blown out or it's going to be a shootout. So I'm going to shoot out, but I'm going to take the Bengals. Jake Brennan looks good. Very surprisingly. I, when I watched him at UW, I thought his arm was one of the worst I've ever seen from a, from a college QB that's putting up stats like that. But uh, it's worked in the NFL so far. And in his two starts, good for him. I'm happy for him. Stupid. Yeah. I'm gonna take the the Bengals as well. Uh, don't know what the Vikings are going to do. I don't know how Nick Mullins is really going to change up this offense too much. It seems like a lot of the Vikings players are banged up right now. Uh, like the Bengals, my story here. I actually like this line too. Jake, Jake Browning, he's a guy. I like him. Greg? I, uh, I think Cincinnati is actually in a real interesting resurgence here. And Jake Browning, what a time to come alive. It's great to see these opportunities be seized by guys that have been written off. And I agree, he didn't have a great career at UW. I'm kind of surprised he made the NFL. Great career at UW, but, but his arm was bad. Yeah, his arm was bad. Like he got by on on, on some things that really weren't related to him. Yeah. Um, but that said, he's really stepped up to the plate, like seemed ready to go. Um, I don't think he was ever expecting to play despite playing behind Joe Burrow, who is, who's just a China doll at this point. Um, and I love, I love Joe Burrow, but he, his durability is, is becoming a question and, you know, the best, the best ability is availability boys. So, you know, Joe, you gotta, you gotta get stronger or do something. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take, but, you know, I think Tua really worked on a, uh, being more elusive over this over the soft season and it's worked wonders for him. I think he's been really smart. He's not running the ball. Um, probably as much, he probably should be running more than he is. Um, but he, he's getting, he's getting the ball out quick. And I think, um, Joe could take some, some pointers there. 
But yeah, this is easy. Cincinnati minus three. Minnesota is a lost team. I think the coach is scrambling and trying to trying to put in different pieces. Dobbs, the Dobbs experiment works for like two weeks. It seems like with every team, and then he gets shipped off, and and it's failed again. And I, I just don't think there's enough there. Madison's hurt, so this is an easy pick minus three, especially on the yeah. home team. Yeah, we're all in agreement. Okay, Saturday night, Saturday mid afternoon night, whatever. Steelers at the Colts. Uh, Colts are one and a half point favorites. A lot of people out there are talking bad about Belichick, who's had one bad season. Are we going to talk that way about Mike Tomlin, who just lost to the two of the four worst teams in football in back to back weeks when they were when they had seven wins? I thought it was a guarantee they're getting to ten wins. They're probably not. They're probably not. Uh, Mike Tomlin, like this is a bad coaching job losing to the losing to the Cardinals and Patriots back to back. That's bad. Uh, Colts, I see no difference. I mean, I don't know why we would think the Steelers are going to have a resurgence here. It's Trubisky. Trubisky, I thought would be better than Kenny Pickett. I was badly mistaken. I was very angry the Patriots won that game last Thursday. That was one of the worst wins. That that felt like a shotgun blow to the chest when the Patriots when the Patriots beat the Steelers. You ever have a win like that? You win the game and you feel like you just got shot in the chest? That happened to me. Very rare. Never thought I'd be angry. I was fuming about that win. I actually punched a wall. But um, anyways, so Colts are one and a half point favorites. I have nothing good to say about Pittsburgh. I really hope they miss the playoffs. This is a team you do want to, you know, they talk about teams you don't want to see in the playoffs. I'll give you one. You don't want to see that Bengals team in the playoffs right now. You don't. You know who you do want to see in the playoffs? I'll give you the top five teams you want to see in the playoffs. Number five, Pittsburgh. Number four, the Giants. Number three, two and one, whichever team wins the the NFC South. So, in this game, I'm going the Colts to uh, take care of business. One and a half. They went by touchdown. Give me the Colts. Steven? Yeah, I'm just the Colts. I don't know how you can pick the Steelers at all after watching the game, losing to the, one of the top worst teams of all time, the New England Patriots. God. Just a sad game to watch. Uh, so, yeah, give me, give me the Colts here. Uh, again, this line... Seems weird to me, but you know, Vegas knows something probably I don't know. It's a roof Pittsburgh, open. Pittsburgh has roof... Pittsburgh has seven wins, you know. I mean Yeah. Is the roof gonna be open? Who knows? That that might change my pick. Go Colts. Keep the roof open. Greg. Um, I think it should be noted for the record that I'm being openly mocked in our group chat for this podcast for using the term China doll. And that's not a uh ethnic term, so you're not gonna need to edit this out, Sterling. Do you know what a China doll is? You describe it to me. No, do you know do you know what a China doll? I'm asking you. This this I, is no, your question. No, I don't. Okay. So I'm assuming you think it has something to do with China. Nope. I have no idea what anything it has to do with. So why were you mocking me in the group text? No, I'm just confused. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Steven just was... said something. I think you should read what Steven said. Oh God, this is a rabbit hole. <laughs> UC Berkeley, oh, this is from Stephen Brown. Okay, Stephen. UC Berkeley professor of Asian American studies, Elaine Kim, argued in the 1980s that the stereotype of East Asian women as submissive has impeded their economic mobility. According to author Sheridan Prasso, the quote, China doll stereotype and its variations of feminine submissiveness recurs in American movies. You want to recount what you just okay. said? <laughs> 
Okay. To be fair, I haven't studied. I haven't studied this topic extensively. Hmm. My, understanding of, my, my understanding of it. My understanding of China doll is it has like no. It has no. Here's some oh light God, reading you for are, you. <laughs> you guys are blowing up my phone right now. A China doll. This is from Wikipedia, boys. A China doll is a doll made partially or wholly out of glazed porcelain. The name comes from China being used to refer to the material porcelain, like fine china, okay, like your mother might have. Colloquially, the term china doll is sometimes used to, to refer to any porcelain or bisque doll, but more specifically, it describes only glazed dolls. There's no ethnic you know, association uh, with this. So you're okay? mansplaining so, to Elaine Kim, who's a professor I'm at UC Berkeley. Um, I'm mansplaining to two boys that think that I'm 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 going okay. Anyways, anyways, what game are we talking about? Pittsburgh. I don't know. I mean, I want to stay on this subject. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you guys have both been you guys have both been canceled for being ignorant. Okay, and trying oh, to cancel okay. me. Are you taking cancel the quote? Well, you just brought it back up. Nobody even noticed it. Now you're trying to defend yourself, and I mean, it looks like I'm not trying to defend myself. I'm trying to, I'm trying to ed educate you guys so that you don't go out there and think that this is actually a term. That that has anything to do with China or Asian submissiveness or anything. I'm gonna have to go okay. and talk to uh to Elaine. I'm gonna have to go talk to Elaine, <laughs> Professor Elaine, and I'm also gonna have to talk to Annie Nakao, who Stephen also just okay. shared from a 2002 uh, book I'm, before Culture Game. I don't know. Hey, you okay. know, use, use whatever language you want what, to use. What what teams did you guys pick? We both picked the Colts. I mean, what are you on? I'm taking Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh closer Easy. to China than Indianapolis? I mean, are you trying to you trying to? <laughs> I would think in uh I don't know. <laughs> um I think that they're probably a push. I mean they're both Midwest, like uh Indianapolis is probably closer though. Yeah. I think Indianapolis is just farther west of Pittsburgh, but I could be totally wrong. <laughs> I don't I only know the West Coast. I'm not that I'm doesn't make much sense. Know. It might be true. I don't know how that would be possible. I don't know. Okay. Well I don't know. Actually, you're right. Indianapolis is further west. I was thinking you're going across London across the uk to get there but you're probably right no you'd go you'd go the other way okay through the pacific huh okay well thank you for that history lesson steve i hope uh greg takes into account what he just said and maybe apologizes Whoa. for his actions but hey doesn't seem like he has any In indianapolis is further away to china than pittsburgh really no wonder he's picking pittsburgh is it? he's trying to now couch pittsburgh is a uh, short it's, sh it's shorter by 10 miles it's the route that they fly or something. I wonder if it's because Pittsburgh is further north and they just fl like fly yeah. up and around. Yeah, I didn't check fly distance. I just type. Okay. Well, driving, we'll have to. We'll have water. to. Yeah, we'll have a no by boat only. By boat. <laughs> okay. Let's be closer to Port Town. We're now. We're now in Sunday. Sunday morning. Broncos at Lions. Lions are four point favorites after we finish that whole debacle. Uh, okay, let me think here. The Lions, who I've picked almost every week, who the last three weeks, it's been, was it Bears, Packers, Bears? And they lost to the Packers and Bears? I'm missing a week in there. Oh, the Saints game. Well, I don't like picking the Lions, but I feel like they're going to have a good game against the Broncos. I don't know. I, I honestly have no lean on this game. Four points. I should take the Broncos. I'm going to go ride with my man, Dan the Man. My man, Dan the Man. Because guess what? You don't get Dan Campbell twice. And you beat him last week. He likes losing. He likes losing that game. 
to the he likes losing that game to the Bears every week because he rides his team. He rides them to victory. He rides them into a good spot. So give me down the man Campbell. Honestly, the Lions lose this one. Look out. I thought they were gonna have to look out for the for the um Packers, but the Packers dropped to Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets. And so now they don't really have to look out for that. The division's theirs. But they lose this one, look out. The rest of the NFL, because this is a team you might want to play in the playoffs. How about that? Uh give me the Lions by four, four point five. Easy. It's four, but get, they're gonna win by more than that. Uh Steve, you I know you're picking your Broncos. Do you have a reason or are you just got right in them? Um, pick that's a lot of points to give the Broncos four points. Too many points, huh? Yeah, the defense has been dude, they've been holding up. They are a good uh, defense. Yeah, because we three or whatever. Pretty good. I I I think back to them like playing the, the Ravens with a similar good secondary, they only put up six points against them. So I think the Broncos game plan is always just a just classic Madden play calling. Run down the clock, try to mm-hmm. stop, get some stops, and just shoot clock. And I think they'll be able to do that again. They've been doing it pretty successfully against most teams. There's just that that bad last drive against the Texans. But I think we've been rolling. I think if they can hold – the Broncos have been holding teams to a small amount of points that have good offenses. So I think they could do it against this team. It's just okay. if, Russell, if Russell can show up, that's all we need, which he has been, so – Okay. Go Broncos. There you go. We'll take Punch crush, baby. Okay. Uh, Greg, we riding the lines together. Or are you going with the Broncos? This one's very easy for me. I uh, Detroit has been on a rough streak, but I think it's been kind of marred by Jared Goff trying to go out into the cold and play. I think everybody knew he was going to drop that game in Chicago out in the cold. Not I. Um, well, I didn't bet it. And um, I think this is probably the best value spot you're going to get on Detroit um, until the playoffs start. Um, We're forgetting that Denver is uh, the beneficiary of an insane luck streak for like the last four or five games. Their turnover differential is absolutely astronomical. Russell Wilson's not actually playing that great. If you look at the yardage, like, uh, 259, 134, 186, 224. He's got like six touchdowns over the last five games. Or wait, yeah, two last four games. He's just not playing great. He's not playing bad. He's not turning over the ball. And the defense is getting is getting it done. But I think when you get back into the fast track um, in Ford Field, back where Jared likes to be, nice, nice seven degree temperature. He loves he does. He does. And he's a different animal there. And this is going to be, I think, classic Detroit football. They're pissed off. They're ready to get back uh, to to their normal ways. And I think this is going to be a pretty a pretty big moment for Detroit, a get right spot. And, and Denver's due for a loss. Like they're on, I think this, this is, uh, is this their third road game in a row? Like I think they're on a quite a, quite a bit of a road binge right now. Not sure. And that's hard to Yeah, they are the Texans and the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's a bad spot for, for Denver. And I think they're um I think they're getting a nice number there at plus four, but I don't think it's gonna be enough. So I'll I'll take the lines. I'm riding with you, Sterling. Okay. You guys forget the Broncos are one game out from the AFC West title. 
It's true. Really? It's yeah. true. One game yeah. out. They're in the hunt. Wow. I'd love if they won that <laughs> the division. Um, let's do a few more games before we take a break. Bucks at Packers. Packers are three and a half point favorites. I mean, all that love on Jordan Love, no pun intended. Uh, he drops off such a stinker against DeVito and the Giants. And it makes me re re rethink all my positions on him and the Packers as a whole. The Packers look like a playoff team. I'm not even blaming Jordan Love actually as much as I'm blaming how the Packers defense schemed that game. Uh, Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator, basically gave them the ability to get the field goal range on that last drive when they were up one. He just played all off, no blitzing, not moving Tommy DeVito whatsoever, just letting him take three steps in a zone, find the guy. Um, It was insane. But Jordan Love didn't play good either. That being said, This Bucks team is so up and down. This is a game where I can't bet because either you're getting really good Baker and Mike Evans and that connection's going off, <clears throat> or you're getting like pressured Baker. And I don't even know if I could trust Joe Barry to do it properly because they had, I think, they didn't sack Tommy DeVito once. And the Giants' offensive line is ranked last in the NFL. And they're negative across the board on EPA. And I don't know what he was doing. They just literally rushed for the whole game and just played base defense. And and I really don't understand. <clears throat> they should have fired, excuse me, they should have fired their defensive coordinator after the game, the, the Packers. I I will not bet this game. There's no way I will bet this game. I think the Packers win, but you're giving me I I think it's a field goal game, and you're giving me the half point there. I'm gonna take the Bucks to cover. I'm taking the Packers to win, but yeah, I, I just I just think this is a classic 21-18 game or 24-21 game. This is that that's that's what it sounds like, feels like to me. I can see the Bucks even winning, but I do think the Packers take it. But I do think it's a close game. Three points. Give me the Bucks. Steven. I'm gonna take the Packers. Okay. Last time the Packers, if you look at their schedule, they've only been playing in warm places. Last place they played in cold place was at the Bills in October. It's not that cold in October. It's going to be 31 degrees at game time. There's going to be a lot of wind. These Florida boys are not going to know how to handle it. Give me the Packers. Okay. Greg? I'm on the same same bandwidth as you, Bruin. Um, I, I, I think Tampa Bay is kind of imploding. And their defense has been pretty shoddy. Last week, Baker is—he's uh, frustrating to watch. A um, lot of lot of missed opportunities with that guy. Um, and three points at home in Lambo. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rowdy. Green Bay's struggling, um, but I think that uh, Jordan Love's going to have a bounce back. And I don't know how you can put your trust in Baker Mayfield, even plus three. They're just kind of an uninspiring team unless they get um, Mike Evans going. And I don't think that they're going to get that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get that going, though. Um, It is a question. I I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play. I I really don't know that it matters. Um, What they're doing with Jaden Reed out of the backfield has been absolutely explosive. And I think you're going to see more of that. What's that? 
too many times. They did it like seven times last game. It gets too it gets too repetitive. Once yeah, or twice, great. It, I, I agree. I agree. There probably needs to be a better play mix there. But they were they were scrambling in uh, in New York slash New Jersey, and they they kind of got punched in the mouth and never really figured out how to how to get back in that game. And uh, I think it was just too big of a stage for Jordan. Um, but I don't think they're going to have that problem in Lambeau. It's a pretty good home field advantage still. I know home field doesn't count for as much as it usually does um, in the past few years, but this is one instance, and Lambeau's a great home field. Those fans show up every time, and they're they're always stoked to, to be there rooting for the Packers, and I think that they'll win this semi-comfortably. Not, not, not a blowout. It'll be close, but they'll get it done. Okay. We'll do two more and we'll take a break. Texans at Titans. Titans are two and a half point favorites. No CJ Stroud, no Tank Dell, no Nico Collins. Uh, this Titans seems terrible, but <laughs> they did just beat the Dolphins, which is probably one of the most. It has is that not the biggest upset of the year? I think the Dolphins were fourteen point favorites, and they were actually down fourteen or thirteen with uh, with three minutes to go, and they won the game. So, shout out to Will Levis. Uh, and on the flip side, I know Tank Dell didn't play any of that game in Houston, but Collins played the first half, and and CJ Stroud played until like the second to last drive, and they could not get anything going. That could be a testament to the Jets' defense. I know it's a solid defense. We're going to talk about them next, but that that also could be like, well, Stroud just had a really shit game, and maybe losing Tank Dell means a little more than than I thought because I had I had the Texans in literally almost every single NFL bet I made this weekend or last weekend. So that didn't feel great, but, and Zach Wilson came back and had a fucking great game, whatever. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. I just, I, you don't have CJ. So it's going to be Davis Mills without any weapons. I don't even know why this is two and it's two and a half because the Titans suck, but Will Levis has flashes of decency. So I'm going to take that. I think he's going to be fine in this game and, this could be a stinker. I still think Tennessee wins it by four, four to seven points. Um, Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Titans too. Um, and I know we're not talking about the Dolphins, but it just made me think of like the old Chiefs team when they didn't have Tyreek. Like I felt like they were kind of lost, and that looked like that that week too. It's like when you game plan your whole scheme around one guy and you don't have him, no one, no one knows really what to do. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I'll talk about the Dolphins side. But yeah, I'm going to take Titans. I think Will Levis is good enough to win this type of game. This should be a game that they win. Uh, I would think comfortably it's at home, too. I think going against that defense, the Dolphins defense, versus what the Texans have on defense is insanely different. So I'm just going to take Titans here. I think Derek Henry will probably have a good game, too. I think Will Levis actually looked like how he did like six weeks ago for just this game. And then he'll come back down to reality when he plays a real team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Greg, you you riding with the Titans or are you going Houston? Also, one sec, real quick. The Titans are wearing their Oilers jerseys this week, which is so insane. Oh, oh taking them by seven now. Yeah, that's, 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 that's easy. The baby blues? Yeah. Well, this is uh, it's fucking insane. Yeah, it is insane, but you got to respect the throwback. Throwback always helps. This is a King Henry game for sure. I agree with Steven. They're going to be running him down. Oh, well, I, I, fantasy purposes, I hope you're not going up against him because I feel like he's going to just get 30 touches, 
150 oh. yards, two touchdowns. Oh. I mean, he had two. He had two touchdowns off of like he had two touchdowns off like 40 yards last week, and I think that he's going to get just. I mean, it's going to be an old school Vrabel. Let's keep it on the ground. Let's pound it through. Let's let's keep going because that Texan that Texas D is going to have no answer. Offense is going to have nothing going. It might not even be Davis Mills. I honestly, for this handicap, I'm I'm taking Tennessee. Obviously, mine's two and a half, but it might not be Davis Mills. It might be Case Keenum. If Case Keenum plays, I think this could be a tighter game. Um, but uh, the, I think the word is still out on who is actually starting this game. But you don't have Tank Dell. You don't have Nico Collins. The defense can't stop anybody. It's going to be pretty brutal. Um, David, but Davis Mills did take first team reps in practice. Did he? Okay, so. okay. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look into it today. But um, I just looked it up. Okay. So yeah, then that's easy. Tennessee two and a half. Um, it's. I don't think anybody controls the clock better than the Titans do, and they they just kind of squeeze you. You know, play after play, they don't have the big generally they don't have the big the big like knockout punches but they just kind of continue to grind continue to grind and all of a sudden you know they're still in the game and i mean i, I don't know how they beat the dolphins that was crazy um huge upset and and congrats to uh you know the, the whole team that, that that was that was awesome even though i was betting the other side um you know it doesn't matter to me it's fun to watch watch teams do crazy stuff. So yeah, Tennessee two and a half. Yeah, I felt great watching that. Uh okay, we'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, few things outside of games we're gonna talk about quickly, briefly. Shohei Otani's contract. I buy that a little preview. Uh what's that do for sports? And also at the end of this, we're gonna talk about a little bit of draft news. A little bit of draft news. I have some ideas. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Uh, Greg, a little late, but hey, we move on. Uh, we're gonna just get right back into it. Why not? Let's just finish these games before we talk about Otani for a little bit for the engagement, of course. Otani at the end. Actually, I might just do it by myself in the intro because unless you guys have takes on it, that's an insane contract. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins are eight and a half point favorites. We saw this game two weeks ago with Tim Boyle. The Dolphins won by I think fourteen or seventeen. Um, Tyree Kill's probably gonna play. I really don't want to put any stock into this, except that Tua still has problems when he doesn't have Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and Mostert and everything going correctly for him. When he is not, when he is not able to take a three step or a five stop step drop and throw right away, he is terrible at improvising. He might be the worst quarterback uh, at improvising in the league, and that's saying something. He is not good when his when the play breaks down, and against the Titans, it broke down a lot, and. He looked very bad in that game. That was probably one of the worst Tua games in the since Mike McDaniel took over and he's became like an actual solid quarterback. So that's worrisome. This Jets defense is good. I do think this is a close game, but if you're telling me that the Dolphins aren't up a touchdown and somehow can make it, you know, a two touchdown game at the end, you know, that's kind of how I feel. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover here, eight and a half. It's a lot of points. I do think it's a bounce back though, and I do think Zach Wilson has a bit a bit worse of a game against this Dolphins defense than he did against Houston's defense. Which we just actually talked about these two teams' opponents from last week. The Texans don't stop anybody. Uh, the Titans have actually a pretty solid defense under Mike Vrabel. 
So I do think that the Dolphins are going to be able to put up, you know, 24 points here. The question is, can the Jets put up more than 14? I don't think so. Even if Zach Wilson plays somewhat okay, better than Tim Boyle. I don't, I don't think Zach Wilson's good. I'm happy. I'm actually happy for Wilson that he had a, a decent game. Truthfully, I hate the Jets, but sad that sad how depressed he is. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go the Dolphins to cover here, though. I think it's a bounce back. Steve? I'm going to go with the Jets. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is back on this bullshit. Oh, uh, he's, he's, he's done limited practice. He's been doing seven-on-seven seven drills. It's like where I see it, right when Zach Wilson had a good game, he's like, hey, now, by the way, Pat, uh, I, I – I, I'm almost back to it, baby. <laughs> of course he is. This is the biggest douchebag in sports history. What happened? What happened to Rodgers? I mean, he's always been smug, but like five years ago, I'm not even talking about the COVID stuff. That stuff is whatever to me now. Like it's co. It's we're entering 2024. Okay, he keeps talking about vaccines and stuff. It's all good. Do whatever you want if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers. But the other shit he does, where everything is about him, everything is about him at all points. What a loser. If I honestly, I don't like Pat McAfee. If I like Pat McAfee, I would not watch anymore with Aaron Rodgers coming on every week, doing nothing. He's saying nothing. Play football and then come on the show. They should cut that contract until he's fucking playing quarterback again. Most uninteresting person in society is Aaron Rodgers. Second, Kyrie Irving. Don't care what he, third, Kanye. Don't care what any of those people have to say about anything. They don't, they don't do anything. They just, they play their sport and then they act like they're experts on everything. I don't like it. That's where I like to get my information and news from people who got a business administration degree from their college and play football for a living. Those are the guys I want to hear about geopolitical things. I know. I love I love when Roger dips his toe in, in every issue and also makes everything about him. Hey, Aaron, you're not playing football this year. Please give it a break. Be healthy next year. Suck next year. You ain't good. Washed up bum. Okay, Greg, who do you, who are you taking? Well, I think everything you need to know about Aaron, you can kind of call from uh, the draft day when he kept slipping and you, the cameras just kept cutting into him, like losing it. He couldn't handle the fact that nobody wanted him where he thought he should go. And it's been me, me, me ever since. And uh, I, uh, I, I feel bad for Aaron. I don't think anybody should be playing on turf anymore. I think that that oh, should true. be just, you know, it shouldn't be happening anymore, especially what they've got going on in the Meadowlands. It's like everybody gets hurt there every single year. The only people that can play there are the home teams. I think they've like figured out how to mitigate the horrible, horrible conditions they've got going on there. And it's a money grab by the NFL. The reason they have turf in half of these stadiums, it's easier for them to bring in big concerts in the in the off season or in off days and not have to deal with uh prepping the grass afterwards mm-hmm. so once again money wins out and it always does with the nfl and the team owners that want to make revenue um when when the game is not on um that said getting back to miami uh versus the jets i think that uh as long as tyreek can play and he's healthy and he's actually you know able to stretch the field a little bit. I think this is an easy cover. I think there's going to be a bit of a drop down for the Jets. They had their big win. And I don't see them getting up to the level that Miami's going to get up for this game. It's a home game for them. um, And that's going to be the difference, I think. So I would say Miami wins this by 10, probably. But uh, 
we'll see. Yeah, it's a little dolphin. scary. What's that? Yeah, we are. Um, but it, it is scary seeing uh, Miami out there without two, or sorry, without Tyreek. And there was a lot of chatter that, oh, this makes Tyreek's MVP bid stronger. And I understand that. I understand that angle, but I, I think unless Tyreek hits 2,000 yards plus receiving, there's no question he's not going to get it. It's such a quarterback-friendly um, contest. And uh, I don't think it really – you can't win the game. Uh, you, you can't win the MVP race by by just showing how bad your team is by not playing, if you know what I mean. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. No, so, I agree. Um, anyways, I want yeah. a real quick stat that, you know, people always do like this Aaron Rodgers is <clears throat> the greatest QB ever or the best QB ever. And I just re- – I saw this a few days ago where – Every advanced stat. I mean, I'm not even trying to do a Brady defense here, but this includes Brady. Um, Rodgers' sack rate. Rodgers has played over 100 less games than Brady, and he's only taken um, like a few less, like 20 less sacks. His sack rate is 2% higher. He doesn't throw the ball. You're right when you say me, me, me. He doesn't throw the ball in late game situations. He gets sacked on 20% of pressures. Brady is like 13%. These are huge margins when it comes down to every single play you're talking. And he doesn't take sacks or he doesn't take, he doesn't throw interceptions. He takes the sack and he doesn't take risks when they're losing games where guys like Manning and Brady and, and other, other of the great where you're comparing them to do take those shots. And, yeah. I'm just sick of Rodgers. I cannot wait till he retires. He's going to always try to be in the news. He's going to always try to be doing stuff. And it's just going to be annoying. And eventually he's going to run for president. And I hope we're smart enough not to vote for him. So the difference between Rodgers and Brady was Brady was okay throwing an incompletion to get rid of the ball and to not lose yardage. Yeah. Rodgers would never do that because it's an incompletion on his stat line. And I yeah. think that that matters more to him than, than losing yardage. Rodgers like, cares about stats Brady, more than Rogers cares about stats more than he does about helping his team win or throwing into like yeah. he he's a good Rogers is one of the top five QBs ever. I like I think that's pretty inconclu- or conclusive, not inconclusive, pretty conclusive, yeah. like by metrics and whatnot. But um, the gap between him and number one is massive and it's growing by every by Mahomes coming up. Right. Mahomes already has a better career than Rogers, in my opinion. And I'm not obviously not the biggest Mahomes fan, but he doesn't choke. hundred big- percent. So. Uh, okay. Sorry about derailing the podcast to hate on Aaron Rodgers, but we all hate on him, so it's good. <laughs> I love I love being in a in a uh, <laughs> I love being in agreement with my boys. So a little NFC South action here: Falcons at Panthers. Panthers plus three. Desmond Ritter throws the funniest interceptions of all time, and uh, he did one last week against the Bucks, the pick six. Where I don't even know how you can get that picked. Like you have to. That has to be a play that the Tampa defense watched over and over again. And so, like, if you see a receiver line up here, it's a screen seven times out of ten or something like that, and they just jumped the route. That was an insane pick. Great play. But Desmond Ritter is funny. Um, that said, they're playing the Panthers, and I've been adamant that I think the Panthers are going to get another win, so I've been picking them the last few weeks. After what Bryce Young just did against that Saints team, where I think at one point he was like three for 16, that's not a Rodgers stat line. Uh, I, I I'm I want to give the benefit of the doubt to Bryce Young because he's throwing to not great players. He doesn't have a great offensive line, coaching influx, all that. But he's been solidly the worst starting QB this year. I think. Obviously, that's actually starting games, not the, not like a spot starter, like the guy that's been the guy. 
His completion percentage last week was 36%. That has to be a low for like the last eight years of football. No interceptions, though. The Rodgers would be proud. I have no clue of this game. I think this could be the game the Panthers win. But I picked that. Hell no. So I'm going to take the push here. I think I'm going to take the Falcons to cover. I think it's a three-point game. I don't know what either of these teams are going to do going forward. The Panthers, the Panthers need to go for the Panthers have a lot of gaps to fill, but I don't do you move on from Bryce Young after the first year? Is there is there suitors for Bryce Young after what you've seen? I mean, he's obviously was a generational prospect considered, but he's he's it's it he's not big enough for the league. He's I guess he's with terrible talent, so you give him another chance with better receivers, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to work out. And I hope it does, because Bryce Young, as I said, seems like a good guy. Desmond Ritter also is probably going to need a new job soon, uh, selling insurance. But I'm going to take the Falcons. Just a couple questions I'm pondering. Steve? Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons, too. Uh, I don't think there's a team worse in the NFL than the Panthers. No. Receivers. Thielen, I think, would be a three on every other team. Maybe a four on a lot of good teams. So, yeah, no, uh, don't like this team. So, give me the Falcons. I don't even care where this game's being played at. Are people showing up to the Bank of America Stadium? Probably not. No, we should this game. How much are the Panthers tickets? I'm going to look that up. Greg, you go. $5. Yeah, I think they're paying people to show up, actually, at this point. Um, Atlanta's going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be super tight, either. If they... If they can just have the wherewithal to just run Bijan and you know open up a couple of passes Drake London it's going to be an easy game uh, there's just really no way that Carolina's talent matches up Adam Thielen is not uh, a wide receiver one but he is trying to play that role it's ridiculous <laughs> so old for that for that position he's too old yeah and uh it's it's just too much to ask of him like Steven said like he's not He's not even probably a starting wide receiver for a lot of teams. And uh, he's asked to do a lot every week. And Bryce Young is asked to do a lot. Um, and he's just, Bryce Young really shouldn't be uh, starting games quite yet. I think that he is a guy that should have came in underneath, uh, you know, some, uh, some, some veteran and been in a position where he could learn a little bit, get used to the speed of the game. And unfortunately, he was just, dumped off the deep end and said, Hey, let's go. You're the number one guy. Like we expect so much of you. And it, it was just too much. And, uh, I agree with you. I think he seems like a nice guy. Um, he is a little undersized. Um, and I don't know, you know, people have overcome that, you know, we forget about the Doug Fluties of the world that went out there and, and made it work. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, Doug Flutie had a lot of talent around him. And unfortunately, Bryce Young went into a team that is in complete rebuild mode. I don't even know if you call it re like maybe pre-rebuild mode. They've got an owner that's absolutely insane and is yeah. is firing firing a coach that doesn't deserve to be fired that you're still going to have to pay. So they're a team in shambles. I think that Atlanta will win this probably by a touchdown. Yeah, I think we're on on Atlanta, but. I just want to do this, Adam, Adam, Adam Thielen, real quick. He's projected 111 receptions and 1,081 yards if his stats do this, which I mean, that's insane to me because he is definitely not a number one receiver, like you're saying, but they're, they're treating him like it. 
I actually think the Panthers should bench Bryce Young rest of the year. You're not helping him. This isn't helping. Do the Tua thing where you bring in Fitzpatrick, but just play Dalton. Just say, you know, uh, Bryce Young, this team is not built for you right now. We're going to try it next year. We're going to bring, we're gonna, we don't have our first round pick, right? But we're going to try to get receivers through the free. They have a lot of money, I think, in free. I don't know who they're paying. So they should have money in free agency. Get some receivers, get some offensive linemen, fix this team around them. There's no reason for them to play anymore. That game against the Saints last week was sad. That was actually the, that was one of the first times I've been watching the game and said, like, I really feel terrible for this QB. So we're all on the Falcons. Uh, yeah, I looked it up. To the cheapest uh, tying ticket, nine dollars with fees. Damn. The wow. cheapest uh, Seahawks game. It is against the Eagles, but this is their cheapest last home game. One hundred forty dollars cheapest ticket. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, Steelers. It's game cheaper. The cheaper game is the Eagles than the Steelers. Yeah, by wow. sixty dollars. That's crazy. Steelers have a lot of fans. Uh, the Eagles. Eagles have a lot of fans. What I mean. For the same price for the Eagle Seahawks game for this upcoming Titans game, you could sit three rows back on the fifty yard line. For how much? For uh for one hundred forty dollars. Wow, that's a bargain. Titans game. Huh. You, that that would if I lived like. Wait, are you talking about the the Falcons Panthers or uh, Texans Titans? Yeah, the the the, uh, the Panthers. Sorry, yeah, the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, you're all, you're all good. Um. Wow. Yeah. Cheap tickets. Uh. If I was in I Carolina, go to go to, if I go yeah. to this, if I was in Carolina, why not? Have some fun. Yeah, yeah. You can see. You maybe you're on the the opposite side too. You're Bijan's right there, dude. Yeah, I'd talk to Bijan. Absolutely. Uh, no, I, why don't you play football? I know. I'd, I'd be. What I would do actually is I'd be a charging Arthur Smith with fists for some of the things he's caused me. Uh, yeah, I I think the Panthers should bench Bryce Young for the rest of the year. That's just what I'm saying. Uh. Really, no point in trotting him out there to have bad stats. Um, maybe he work. Maybe he doesn't work out. I think he has a lot of talent, and he's just on a team where he's on a wasteland. Where I think there's only a few teams that could contend with that, and that one of them is my favorite team, the Patriots. Sadly, but uh, I think the Patriots even have more talent than the Panthers around around Mac and Zappy. So give Bryce Young another chance, but stop playing him, please. Okay. Bears at Browns. Browns are three-point favorites. Joe Flacco resurgence. This is a team you do not want to see in the playoffs. Joe Flacco does not sweat. This is a handsome man. And uh, he's back. I'm going to just say this, though. I kind of think the Bears win this game. I think Flacco had that one. Flacco, you bring him out of the bullpen. He's good. He has that moment. He had a lot of odd. He had about one throw a quarter in that game against Jacksonville where Something bad should have happened or something bad happened. And I think the Bears can actually – this Bears team is so odd to me. It's the team that I have no idea what to think about where you're giving me three points, I'm going to take it. But there's an outside chance they can make the playoffs. The NFC stinks. There's a lot of backup QBs playing in both conferences now. Fields, when he plays, looks good. I actually – I do Part of me is trying to force this into existence because I want Caleb Williams as my QB next year. But part of me actually thinks that the Bears should probably roll with Justin Fields um, long term. And this, this, I think I said this to Greg earlier. If Justin Fields was in this draft class, he would be no worse than the third prospect. He would be definitely behind Caleb, and I think probably behind Drake May. 
but then it's him by a long shot. And then there's a huge fall off too. And I like these, some of these Jaden Daniels and JJ McCarthy and Bo Nix and Michael Penix, et cetera, et cetera. Fields has flashes of greatness. And when he looks good, especially when he runs, it's, it's very hard to not see them falling in love with him and keeping him. Uh, you have to see how he finished off the season. Obviously, um, they're going to have the number one pick, whatever they do with that pick, trading back to the Patriots, the commanders, et cetera, for whoever wants to take that or taking Caleb is their choice. But it's going to be hard to move off him if he keeps up playing pretty, pretty ridiculously well in in times. And he's developed a little more as a passer. They got him a weapon. So I'm not all out on fields. I do think the move would be to take Caleb still, but you see what you have within the rest of the year. I think the Bears can win this game, though. I think Joe Flacco had his moment in the sun. He looked good. Cleveland's going to make the playoffs regardless, I think, with with how the records fall out, especially with how Pittsburgh's fallen out of out of contention. We also have a loser le- loser leaves time loser leaves town matchup in the Steelers Colts, which you talked about, and uh, one of those teams is definitely not going to make it. So the Browns can drop this and be fine. I think they could still win, but I do think this is close. I'm going to take the Bears to cover. Steve, I'm going to take the Browns. Joe Flacco is not a flash in the pan. Last two games, 250 yards, two touchdowns minimum. I think he keeps that going. I think he, I think he's rolling. I think he fits into this offense so well. This defense is incredible. So I think they continue what they have with Joe Flacco, and they're going to continue to be good because he has definitely been a savior for this team. Where they were just going to make the playoffs, and now maybe they can actually make a run. This so, defense is good. You're right. Give me the Browns. Joe Flacco. Joe Cool. Um, Greg. Flacco is a reflection of how good this team is. And it's wild. You put in just a semi-confident quarterback who legit just came off the couch. I mean, clearly game ready. Um, Joe well, Flacco you see that hair. Ready. I mean, he's always getting those haircuts. He's ready to play at the top. <laughs> he is. And I think he's having a lot of fun. You you, you uh, listen to those interviews with him, and he's just he's like, I feel like a 10-year-old out here. This is great, you know. And that's a dangerous guy. Like, he, he didn't expect to i think be back um i think this year maybe um and so he's kind of just playing with house money right now and that's a dangerous guy sterling knows this he's been playing with house money for i don't know how long um dangerous guys dangerous guy you know nothing to lose nothing to lose it's all your money anyways yeah (laughs) so i think that uh the cleveland d at home oh man they're they're just such a they're such a tough tough out and uh they're gonna have some issues though the offensive line is uh is dealing with a lot of injuries mm-hmm. um and i think jerome ford is gonna be out for this game kareem hunt is gonna be the main running back um but I'm kareem can get it done yeah i mean he he's a smart pickup if he's still available well i have because he's gonna be get oh you do okay um, so yeah, I think that you start Kareem Hunt and I think as long as Joe Flacco avoids turnover, uh, you know, a turnover heavy game, I think he can get away with one interception or one fumble or whatever, but I just don't see, I don't see the bears going into Cleveland and, and, and picking off Cleveland. I really, I just don't think they match up well. Um, that said bears D has been really kind of a surprising, um, highlight for that team especially the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this will be a tight game. It's going to be a low scoring game. I think it'll be like a, you know, 14 to 10 kind of thing, but I think Cleveland will come out on top. 
Okay. Um, I'm I'm solo. I'm solo riding with the Bears. Duh, Bears. Okay. Next game. This will be quick. I think Giants and Saints. Saints are six point favorites. Um. Okay. Cool. Don't have anything to say except we just watched Derek Carr. Uh, said he boozes some when he doesn't know math homework. Uh, that's all I need to know to know Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets is is in charge. NFC Player of the Week, by the way. Uh, his agent's amazing. His agent's Italian as hell as well. What a what a what a what a get for the Giants to have this guy. And we were making fun of him. Couldn't I was making fun of him a lot. Couldn't throw a forward pass. Don't pick him. No. What he could do is throw a forward pass, and he can fucking dice up defenses. Just like the mafia dices up human beings and throws them to the fishes. You know what? New Orleans is on a port. I think DeVito has business to do there. I'm going to the Giants. I don't know who in their right mind will bet the Saints minus six. I can get picking the Saints, but do you really have confidence betting U.S. currency $1.94 on the Saints to cover a six-point spread in the NFL? I do not. So give me the Giants. I mean... I actually think the Giants can win this game outright. These teams are basically the same to me. Derek Carr shouldn't be the starter there anymore. I don't know why they keep doing it. Bring in Jameis and things will change. Bring in Jameis, the Saints will win the division. Bring in Jameis, the Saints actually can beat a team in the playoffs. But Derek Carr, what are we doing? He stinks. He's honestly like... I say I say to the Raiders, bring Jimmy G back because you have Aiden O'Connell there. Why are they still running with Derek Carr when you have Jameis back there? That's my only question. Give me the give me the give me the Giants plus six. Steve. Uh yeah, give me the Giants as well. Uh I don't really see I think the Saints are gonna win this game. I just can't see them winning by a touchdown and a field goal. So I'm gonna go with the Saints here. I, I feel like the spread's a little too big. I don't know who the Saints have. Have they beat anyone by besides Carolina? No. Yeah, they have. They they beat the Patriots. <laughs> what? That's basically what, Carolina what's... 2.0. <laughs> it's six, a spread. Oh, it's six? I thought you said eight. No, sorry, it's six. Oh. Never mind. I changed my pick. I'm going to Saints. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. I think it went by touchdown. <laughs> Here's who the Saints have beat. They have beaten. Where are we? Oh my god, I'm on the wrong year. Okay, they, they the have Bears, beaten Colts. No, they, they okay. They beat the Titans, the Panthers, the Patriots, the Colts, the Bears, the Panthers. Wow, that's zero good wins. Besides, maybe the Colts. I give the Colts as a maybe a good win. That's awful. Sorry, I didn't even know that. Jesus. Play Jameis. Greg, who you got? I just want to give a shout out to Sean Stellato, the agent for um, Tommy DeVito, for setting back the image of Italian-Americans like (laughs) probably 40 years by going out onto the sidelines. Probably 60 years. Probably 60 years. For no reason. I don't know why he's on the sideline like what is he doing there other than it's monday night football and he knows he's going to get seen in that fat pinstripe with the black fedora looking like he's about to oh my god have some respect anyways 
I have respect. I, I just don't understand what he's doing. He looked like you're an Italian Washington. This guy's an Italian New Jersey, New York. Oh, I know. And he's living it up like to the absolute max. And it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> he looked like a clown out there. And anyways, I, 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 I love cool. the story. I love seeing him out in the stands, you know, and, and him and DeVito's dad are exchanging, you know, kisses on the cheek. Like that's, that's lovely. Like, honestly, there's probably no family in the NFL that I'd rather hang out with than Tommy DeVito's. What about the Gronks? No, nah, I'd rather hang out with the DeVito's. <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't get, like, beat up. Like, the Gronks would just put me in a, you know, chokehold and, I don't know, I'd pass The out. Watts? The Watts yeah, are the last yeah, thing I want to hang out with. I'd rather hang out with the Watts than the Gronkowski's. The Watts? I'm not even... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just want to talk to the JJ. like, the ultimate... How about Aaron Rodgers' family? The family that hates him? guys. Well, he's Aaron Rodgers' family. family. Their family's not doing uh, taco shell ads, so I don't think we have to really worry about that. That's true. Tommy DeVito is going to be in uh, Olive Garden ads. I promise you this. They've reached out. Oh, he's going to be in a lot of ads for at least the next three months. But, he needs uh, to decline Olive Garden. He needs to decline it, but he's going to do it. They're going to give him that. That was the Italian team further back to the yeah, Roman Empire. <laughs> back in their back in their heyday. <laughs> Caesar's death. Greg, if you have a son, are you naming him Julius Caesar? Selena? No, no. I, I, I mean, that'd be hilarious, but uh, I don't think that that would get past uh, quality control. Which are you thinking about me. it though, Augustus? About, Augustus Caesar, about, Selena, Augustus. 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 Really, Caesar. I really. That's funny. You say I really like the name Augustus, but uh, yeah, I. I uh, Again, I don't think that would get past quality control. I got a name for you, Greg. Shakespeare Selena. There you go. Boom. Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. Yeah. Um that's quite a that's quite a legacy to live up to um uh, for the young the young writer. Let's call him but, Shaky. Uh, Shaky. Hey, what's up, Shaky? Um, but yeah, got- getting back to yeah, sorry, New Orleans first New York Giants, New Orleans six. <laughs> Um, I'm taking the Saints minus six. I think that this is a come come down spot for the New York Giants. I think that they're on cloud nine right now. Um, I think that that game was more a reflection of how poorly Green Bay played versus how well the Giants played. I don't, I don't think they played a knockout game. They were at home. Um, Stilato is on the sidelines with his dumb pinstripe suit. You know, everything is, you know, he had, he had those home cooked uh, cutlets. Um, after he got up from the bed that his mama made for him, like shout out to you. Like, I, I don't know how, how old that guy is, but the fact that he's still living that insane domestic dream um, via his parents, that's awesome. Save those checks. Cause you're going to need them. But yeah, it's New Orleans minus six. Easy. He's 25. He's two years younger than me. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of New Jersey, by the way, is Tommy DeVito high school. Uh, okay, fine. You're both on the saints. I'm on the giants. Good luck. Uh, next game, we're going to talk about my team quickly. Chiefs at Pats. This line opened at nine and a half, got to 10. I think it's at eight and a half now. That's what I wrote down. Patriots plus eight and a half against the Chiefs. Um, I really get scared. Of the, I honestly think the Patriots can win this with how bad the Chiefs offense is. Uh, I do not think they will. I think this will be a close game. I think it's going to be something like 17 to 10. Um, this Chiefs team, we didn't even talk about Mahomes crying after the Bills game. What a terrible look! You're unde- you're unquestionably unquestionably the best QB in football. You're the new face of the NFL, 
and all you're doing is complaining about a call where your receiver is lined up two years off, two yards off sides. It's embarrassing. Act your age, not your shoe size, Pat. Okay, and that, and then Andy Reid and the whole team. You know what? I remember back in the day where my team benefited from a lot of calls, and you know what happened when they didn't benefit from a call? They didn't go on to to the post game interview and start crying about the calls. They said it's the game. Okay, this Chiefs team has benefited from more, more calls than that Patriots team did. This Chiefs team has benefited. They won the Super Bowl on a ticky tacky call on James Bradbury last year. They made a Super Bowl on a ticky tacky call on the um, Bengals defense in the AFC championship game last year. This is a joke of a team. And this Chiefs team is going to be one and done in the playoffs. I hope they don't win the division. That'd be hilarious. This is not a one-year rebuild either. It doesn't fix next year. They have a lot of cap issues. Uh, a lot of people want them to trade for Devontae Adams this, this offseason. Go right on ahead. Trade for the 31-year-old receiver owed $100 million. That'd be great for your future. That'd be great. That get, definitely wins you a Super Bowl this year. No, it does not. Um, they have a lot of issues. That offensive line is not that good. The receivers suck. The defense started out hot. It's kind of came back to came back to uh, um, the league average at this point. Um, that being said, this Patriots team sucks. I'm very upset that they beat the Steelers. Uh, don't see Bailey Zappi doing it again. But I do think the Pats keep it close. And they, I don't think the Chiefs should be favored against more by over a touchdown against anybody in this league besides maybe the Panthers. I just don't think their offense is good. I think they have one of the. I think they're. 20th in points scored or something like that. And even if you go for the past, like two months, even less. So um, Mahomes has had a bad season. No, no other way, no other way to put it. Uh, his, his behavior after losing that game was just absurd for being like such a star quarterback. Like I, I've never seen that before from somebody of his stature. I'm going to take the Patriots to cover sadly, really hope it's not a close game chiefs score as much as you want, but this chiefs team, I'm telling you, they are, they can get a favorable draw. There's no way in hell that they can make the Super Bowl with this current variation. Now, maybe they get hot, but I just don't know who's going to get hot there. Defenses know how to stop Kelsey now, and Kelsey's lost a step as well, talking about retirement. Kelsey might not be there next year either. So that's all I have to say about that. Give me the Pats to cover. But I, if they win, I will, I will be very angry. I don't think they're going to win, but I do think it's close, and it's going to scare me. I hope I'm wrong. Give me no stress. Lose this game, Pats. Uh, Chiefs. Our Patriots cover. Chiefs win. Steve? I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. They beat up on shitty teams. This is the kind of game where they they come up. They do. Who have they beat up on lately? Uh, Raiders was the last shitty team they played. They went down 14-0 again. I know they covered, but okay. That's fine. Beat up on the Chargers. Did they? I guess yeah, that was the that was too much. Yeah, I get, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the spread here. I think this is gonna light a fire under Patrick Mahomes. He's still probably the best quarterback in the league, so probably will come out firing, and they're gonna want to score a shit ton of points and make the media landscape forget about his little meltdown, even though he's a little crybaby. Okay, Greg. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see the guy that has benefited from more questionable calls probably in the last three years absolutely lose his mind over the correct call. Um, Kadarius Tony had had actually lined up offsides throughout the entire game, and he yeah. finally got called on it. He should have been called on it probably at least twice before. Um, and this is actually a point of emphasis for the officiating um, this year, and it should be. 
You know, you got to line up correctly. It's one of the most basic things. And uh, it's it's just hilarious to see. I, I, I don't know. I've never seen Patrick lose his, his mind so thoroughly as when he lost to uh, the Bills. Um, but yeah, that said, this is a huge bounce back, bounce back spot for the Chiefs. Uh, they're going to come out on fire. I totally agree with you, Stephen. I don't see the Patriots even putting up any sort of fight against the Chiefs in this. I think that the defenses are probably pretty evenly matched. I think Kansas City still has a stronger core there um, and are playing for definitely more stakes than the the Patriots. Um, but yeah, you never count out Mahomes uh, against Bailey Zapier, whoever whoever they trot out for the the Pats. I, I, I think this is going to be a a real get right spot. Let, let let's put up a lot of points. Let's get it to Kelsey. Let's get back to what we do. Um, just don't see I, that. I, think, I, I just don't I, understand. Well, How I, are they going to score? Like like getting it. To, so Belichick's still a good defensive coach. The defense for the Patriots still good. The Chiefs should win this game. They should put up 20, 24 points. I don't see in a world where they put up more than that, unless Bailey Zappi's throwing pick sixes all over the place. That's all I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose this game. But a get right game for them is scoring 24 points at this point, right? Like they they well, don't that, that's more than that's more than enough to cover here though, to be fair. True. Yeah, 24-10 would cover. Yeah. So, I I think eight and a half. I don't know why it's coming down. Like that's bizarre to me. Um, but apparently there's some love for the Pats and uh I think the Pats at this point have more to to play for in the draft than in real life. So I don't know why they would put up too much of a fight here, but um, yeah, I think Kansas city is, is trying to figure out some stuff before they make this playoff push. I think they're actually pretty dangerous in the playoffs. Um, I think the, the more dangerous team in the AFC is the bills. If they get past Dallas this week, which I think they will, uh, um, man, I think they're pretty live. Um, and I'm excited to see what uh, Josh Allen does down the stretch. But yeah, this one's super duper easy. Kansas City's gonna win this by at least probably 12, 14. Since the start of November, the Patriots have given up 20, 10, 10, 6, 18. That I just don't know where that and these aren't great offenses that they've been playing. Obviously, the Chiefs are probably around or, or better than better than these teams, but I, I just don't think they're gonna I don't think this is an offense that could score many points. I really don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, they that's coming the from Commanders, Colts, if, Giants, Commanders Chargers, have a decent offense. Pats. I mean, Steelers. <laughs> Commanders have a decent offense, yeah. but yes, you're right. I'm not. I'm not saying they've held world beaters to no points. I'm just saying that this Chiefs team is a bad offense. But hey, I hope they cover. The, I, I want to relax. The Chiefs only play bum teams this year. They play the Pats, Raiders, the Bengals, toss up. There's gonna be a false uh, sense. Chargers. Of, there's gonna be a false sense of things with the Chiefs going into the playoffs with a four or five game win streak, and it's gonna end the first week. They're not gonna get the first seed. They're gonna lose to the Bills in the wild card spot. Just watch. I'm serious. Like this, this Chiefs team is not. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, this no, Chiefs. No, team I agree sucks. with you. I just think this game, they're gonna shit on the Pats. I hope so. <laughs> I really do. I'm. I don't want the Patriots to play close games. I want them to lose out. I hope. I hope they go in the playoffs with a, with a big head and then lose out. Yeah, and I hope it's uh, Kadarius Tony <laughs> offsides again. That'd be hilarious. That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have a few more games, and okay, we won't do the draft exercise this week. We'll do it next week. There's we, it's eleven o'clock. Uh, 49ers Cardinals. 49ers are twelve and a half point favorites. Uh, I will pick them every week to cover uh, as long as they continue to be healthy. This is the best team in football. Uh, nothing more to say. 
Purdy's looking like he might be the MVP, actually, which could call Greg a few weeks ago. It's between him and Dak. I don't see any other person. People try to throw Lamar in there. Get out of here. Uh, it's going to be either Purdy or Dak Prescott. And I really think it depends on who has the better stats at the end of the year. Dak will get the edge, even if the team's not the one seed, just because Pur- Purdy won't get the – It's not, Purdy's not getting the credit. Trent Williams actually gave an, like a five-minute answer to a guy at the uh, at the post-game press conference of what Purdy does well. A great answer, in all, in all honesty. Uh, I do think that he is a product of his environment, but he's actually talented as well. And you need a combo of those things. Obviously, Nick Mullins was the quarterback here with decent weapons. He didn't do much. CJ Beathard was a quarterback there with a lot of good weapons. He didn't do much. So he's more talented than those guys. He's doing well. Uh, I know Cardinals, you know, Kyler Murray's back. He's, play, he's play, playing pretty decent football, but the 49ers are the better team by a lot. 12 and a half. Give it to me. Steve? Yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers too. I'd usually say a NFC West game. It's probably going to keep it close, but last week, uh, I think a better team in the Seahawks was able to. <laughs> they were able to basically make that spread almost. So uh, I'm going to take the 49ers here. Greg? Yeah, Arizona's not playing for anything here. Um, the 12 and a half is interesting. I think it started at 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. So apparently somebody's betting Arizona or there's reverse line movement for, for no reason. Um, but yeah, I think Brock is playing out of his mind. Um, it's awesome to see that Shanahan system just completely clicking on every single little level that, that it can. Uh, it, even against the Seattle last week, you know, I went into that game knowing Seattle's probably not going to have a shot here. And they put up a good fight. They tried. Mm-hmm. Um, it was closer than it probably should have been, to be fair. But um, the 49ers have just so much firepower at every position. And they're, I think, by far in, a, in an NFL season where there really aren't any truly great teams, the 49ers are a truly great team. They've got a great coach. They've got a great defense. They've got a great offense. They've got a great quarterback. Um, there's really no holes there. And they've got, I think, that fire burning in them from from that NFC Championship game last year, where you know they didn't get to they didn't get to play a full game with Brock, and I think that's really lit a fire under them. So I think going against the Cardinals, man, could easily see a twenty one point victory here. Could see them let off the gas too and see a back to recover, but I'll take the twelve and a half. I think that's a a, a comfortable enough number. Yep. I like it. Good analysis. Commies at Rams. Rams are six and a half point favorites. Vegas wants you to tease this. I've obliged. I have put the Rams in my, my one big bet of the week. Uh, honestly, Sam Howell throws for a lot of yards. He does some good. He does some good things. Um, he also does a lot of bad things. And that offensive line is terrible. It makes me think like, what are the, the we're talking about the Cardinals. We're talking about the commies. We talked about the Pats. What are what are the thing I'm really worried? What are the Cardinals and Commanders going to do? I think the Cardinals are going to go with a receiver. They're probably going to have the third pick. They're hoping for Marvin Harrison Jr. I I, I know they are, or they might move back, uh, or they might take a tackle. The Commies need a new QB. Are they going to trade up? Um, Caleb Williams w- was uh, was lived in DC or the DC metro area. Um, Drake Mays from the college Sam Howell was. Do you want to go for that? Uh, or do you go for offensive linemen and give Hal another another chance? Because that offensive line sucks. That's all to say for this game. 
don't really know about any of those things because that's the future. The present is the Rams are actually good. Sean McVay is one of the best has shown that he's still probably the best or one of the best coaches of football. Um, this Ram team's fighting. They should have beat uh, the Ravens last week in Baltimore. That was the best an NFC teams looked against Baltimore besides the one team that beat them. I don't even know what team beat them. Lamar's what 19 and one now against NFC teams. Um, six and a half of the Rams here. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year, the Rams are actually hunt- in, in the, in the playoff hunt, I would have slapped you in the face. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams. Good job. McVay Stafford cup. Puka Nakua, whoever knew that guy would do what he's doing. Uh, give me the Rams. Steve. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams as well. They've put up 30 points against probably two of the best defenses in the league last two yeah. weeks. And and the commanders are averaging 14 points over the last three games. So I'm going to go with the Rams. I don't really care. The commanders just had their bye week so late. I don't think this is really going to help them too much. Um, good thing there's not a lot of commanders fans, so this will be a home game for the Rams. Or just for people in L.A. Probably just for people in L.A. Probably no one specific. So I'm going to go with the Rams. I don't think the, the commanders can put up mid-20 points against this team and cover the spread. Yeah. Greg? Yeah, if you look at the Rams when they went into Baltimore last week, I probably should have won that game. Or, I mean, came very close. Very close. Stafford's playing, honestly, I don't know where he found the season. I thought he was close to retiring, but uh, he's staying healthy. Nakua has been a bright spot there. Uh, great compliment to Cooper Cup. Yep. And uh, and I think uh, Washington is kind of a foregone conclusion. There's going to be a lot of shakeup there with the new ownership. Um, you know, Riverboat Ron's definitely uh, heading down the river after the year is over. And I just don't see them keeping this. Yeah. It's not going to be competitive. I think the Rams D is struggling, but they still got, still got Aaron Donald to to pressure up the middle, and I think that that can be the difference. Sam Howell, I think, is the most sacked quarterback in the league. I could yeah, be totally wrong on, on that, but no, he's on he's on pace for a record still. Okay, so I think Aaron Donald eats, um, and yeah, especially on that turf, it's going to be a fast game, and uh, I think that favors the Rams. So I think they cover pretty pretty comfortably here probably 10 10 13 points okay we're all on the rams i like it uh next game i know we're gonna have some some difference of opinions it's cowboys bills game of the week uh bills need to win it they're they're actually in a they're in a spot where i guess they could probably afford one more loss this year but that's probably it and uh even then this you don't get in if you get one more loss but i think i think they can afford a loss um cowboys also in the race for the one seed difference is if you're the five seed in the NFC, you're playing the NFC South winner, which is basically a buy. So, <laughs> you know, it's actually uh it's actually not the worst case scenario. So Dow- Dallas or Philly is getting a, they're both get- one of them is getting a buy whoever loses the division. So uh, I'm going to go Dallas. I-, I know that I know Greg says uh, Greg is going to go the bills. He's not in, in camera frame right now. I don't know where Steven's going to go. But I'm going Dallas. I think Dallas is off. I think Dallas is the second best team in football after the 49ers. I think that's the NFC Championship game. Whoever wins that is probably going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. And I I really like how Dak's playing. If Dak has a big game here and they win, 
takes the lead in the MVP race. I think he'll be the overwhelming favorite. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo has a good offense. I don't know what the weather is like in Buffalo right now. If somebody wants, if one of you guys wants to look that up, that it can be like forty degrees. Is it supposed to be actually? Yeah. Really? That's supposed to, not supposed to be that cold. Oh, okay. Yeah, then that then that makes it even more comfortable for me to say Dallas. Dallas's offense zooms more at home than it does on the road. I know you're going to outline that, Greg, in a sec, but uh, Buffalo's defense is kind of still battered. They aren't a good defense. Of course, not having Tredavious White or Milano, uh, a few other guys are injured. They've picked it up a little bit since then, but they still don't have that good a secondary. And CeeDee Lamb's a game-breaker. Brandon Cooks has had a resurgence. Pollard's good from the backfield. The offense line blocks well. This offense is hard to stop. I don't think any offense – I don't think any defense right now can actually stop Dallas. so if you're taking Bills, I think you, I think what the expectation is that it's a shootout, and then maybe the best bet's the over. But I think Dallas wins this game. It's going to be hard to keep them under 28 points uh, any any given week at this point, in my opinion. I really like how Dak's playing. A lot of mistake-free football, uh, except for when he has a huge lead like he did against the Eagles. He kind of gave a few balls away there. But uh, in general, he's been playing very mistake-free in, in tight moments. All that matters for Dallas, we all know they're a good team. Is what happens at the playoffs? Are they gonna are they gonna have tight buttholes, or are they gonna be are they gonna be flimsy and they're gonna they're gonna give give you do do what they've done the last five years, which is just co- have Mike McCarthy or Jason Garrett coach like an idiot, and then Dak make mistakes and and you lose a playoff game where you actually have a chance to win. So this game doesn't really matter to Dallas. Like I said, matters a lot more to Buffalo, but I think Dallas scores against anybody, so I'm taking Dallas, Stephen. I'm taking Dallas as well. I think the Cowboys are the best team in football right now. Whoa! So, I'm going to go with Dallas here. I don't think Buffalo's looked that good. They haven't looked that impressive. Like, winning against the Chiefs was a Kavarius Tony. Uh, Ref stole it from them. Ref stole it from the Chiefs. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> Pat Mahomes, justified. Swifties Army, rise up. Find that ref. Find out where he lives. Let's get him. So give me the Cowboys here. I don't think the Bills are that good of a team. Their defense is in shambles. Uh, I think Dak is going to pick apart this team. I don't think this game's going to be close. I'm going to real quick. Just uh, I want the Bills. If they lose this game, will be seven and seven. They finish off against the Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins, where that means they're almost certainly to get to nine, maybe ten wins. So if they get to yeah, this game isn't as big. It doesn't matter. But sorry, I, I didn't know if they were. I didn't know what the record was talking about. Greg, you're going. I know you're going with the Bills. Explain yourself. The Bills need this game more. You said this uh, in your in your take, and uh, I think they've got just enough to win this by a field goal. That's just my take. Okay. I think uh, the home field advantage in in Orchard Park is legit. Um, and I think I think the Cowboys are uh, kind of a bit of a paper tiger. Um, I think that they generally look pretty good against mediocre teams. Not that the Philadelphia Eagles are a mediocre team, but they have been struggling. They've been on kind of a downswing and that, that defense is not great. So pretty easy to look okay against the Eagles. Um, something's missing with Jalen hurts and, uh, and honestly, Josh Allen's playing really good ball right now. Um, if they can, do the basics well here. I think that they can, you know, squeak out a win. I, I, it's going to be a tight game um, either way. 
And I think mm-hmm. your tease is very is a very smart play. I think that that will cash, but I do think the Bills will still cover. I got so, it to eight and a half. It was two and a half when I bet it too. So, is, what is it now? What are we taking? It's two and one and a half. Oh, two. One and a half on some books. Okay, so we're taking Bills minus two. Yeah, I feel good about that. Um, I think it's just a matter of who's more motivated, and the Cowboys don't like I said they just don't need this game. And, and the Bills most certainly need this game 100% like blood. And like I blood. think that Josh Allen, what's up? Like blood. Like blood. They need it like blood. Well, actually, hey, well, the, Cowboys, what, the Cowboys, what, do, the Cowboys to get the one seed need to win out. They have the thing on the Eagles, and then it's the 49ers. The 49ers drop a game. So the Cowboys, this is not meaningless. Division doesn't mean as right. much as to them because, of course, like I said, if they play the NFC South winner, that's a, that's a free win. But. Sure, sure. I mean, they they they're still trying to get that one spot, but I think that that's definitely going to go to the Niners either way. And even if it doesn't go to the Niners, the Niners will go into Dallas and steal a game from the Cowboys. We all know how that one plays out. I know every year. Um, uh, yeah, I just I don't think that uh, I don't think it matters to the Cowboys whether they play and lose to the 49ers in Dallas or if they play and lose to the 49ers in in the bay area it's it's they're gonna they're gonna lose either way right yeah um and so, so that's that i think that the, the bills come in more motivated here and i think that they will you know win it by a field goal you know probably off a, a bad call from the officials you know that's all we need well great guess what uh i need a million dollars more than jeff bezos so it doesn't mean i'm more i'm gonna get it quicker than him so guess what? Cowboys by a million. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Steve. I like that. Good analogy. Good analogy. Thank you, Steve. Uh, okay, two more games. These are both good games, but we can be a little quicker on these because that was the game of the week. Ravens and Jaguars. Jaguars three and a half. Um, Trevor Lawrence played last week. Uh, injured. I. Whatever happened to the high ankle sprain being a two-week injury? Can we stop calling it that? It's not a high ankle sprain. A high ankle sprain is two to six weeks. Two weeks on the minimum. These guys are coming back three days after, five days after, running. Uh, Trevor, you did not have a high ankle sprain. You were misdiagnosed, son. Yeah. What you had was a low ankle sprain, or, or not even an ankle sprain at that. Um, I. With that being said, the Ravens have picked up more injuries last week against the Rams. That defense I know is good, but there's more injuries on the defense. I'm going to go Jacksonville here based off of what Greg just said is they actually need this game a lot more than Baltimore. Baltimore's the one seed right now. I don't think Baltimore ends up running the table regardless of, of if they win this game or not, but um, they have geez. No, no, they are not running the table. They have Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami, uh, and then Pittsburgh. So yeah, they have three really hard games to end the season. Oh or three so uh, they probably aren't going to be. They're probably going to drop a game. Obviously, they got to play Kenny Pickett. No, Kenny, Kenny Pickett will be back in that game, and they might need the game. Uh, I just think the Jacksonville three and a half too. I'm not even picking them to win. I'm thinking they're going to win, but uh, three and a half. They had that embarrassing loss to the Bengals, where Trevor got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, they probably would have won. Came back, probably shouldn't have played last week, but came back and played okay. Uh. I'm just going to take Jacksonville to cover here. I think this is. A, I think it's a field goal if if uh, if Baltimore wins. I think this is a close game, but all over it. Josh Allen of the Jaguars, the pass rusher Josh Allen, is a game wrecker and needs to be recognized as that. Lamar also 
this is about the time of year where he starts uh progressing just a, just a wee bit in years past. So I think that I think that trend continues. No analysis on that. That's just an assumption. Uh Steve, who you got? Um which of these quarterbacks have more rushing yards? It's Trevor Yeah, maybe I'm gonna take the Ravens. <laughs> oh, I was like, does Trevor Lawrence have more? No, no, he has fifty nine yards. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, what? No, no, give me the Ravens. I don't know why. I'm just gonna pick the Ravens. I hope they I hope Lamar goes on defense, strong safety, blitzes down the middle, just kills Trevor Lawrence. What? Has nothing to do with fan has nothing to do with fantasy. Wait, how many yards does Lamar have this year rushing? Almost seven hundred, I think. Like Yeah, he's had a really he's, he's had a really good season. Yeah, six forty, six forty four. Okay, I was just guessing. Yeah, no, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> I watched. I watched actually every Ravens game. Big Ravens fan, huh? Greg. Baltimore's gonna win this game. Yeah, I know. It's they're not by three and a half. You think they're gonna win by more than that? That doesn't mean they're gonna win the game. We all know that the line is just, you know, the bookie trying to get equal action on both sides of the game, right? Like it's not actually like. A guaranteed scientific fact. Like I don't, I don't need to explain that to you. Yeah, right. They just pick a number out of hat, Greg. Shut up. <laughs> explain trying it all. No, I'm good. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, tell me all about Trevor Lawrence theorem. <laughs> oh God, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the most overrated mid-range quarterback that that is in the league right now. You really and, think that? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah I UConn dude. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's that good, honestly. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it seems. Tell him, Greg. It seems like when he's in these big spots where he should have a moment, like he he's trying to go up against Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals, who legit shouldn't even have much of a reason to be playing. He he has a high ankle sprain and can barely okay. limp back through the tunnel, and then he's back the next week. Did you have a high ankle sprain, yeah. or was it like a, an, an ego sprain where you're just like, I just can't keep yeah. bailing are you, out the uh, defense? Are you Trevor Lawrence or are you Aaron Rodgers? I can't really tell the difference right now. Fair, fair. I, like, I, I don't think that he wanted to stay in that game because he didn't trust in his ability to keep bailing out his poor defense. And, you know, he, he, kept, he kept him in it, and then he had one bad moment where it didn't honestly like on the replay it didn't look that bad to me I've seen guys get back up and be fine and clearly he played the next week so it wasn't that bad and I'm not biased on this at all I had a survivor pick that you know was live into the last five weeks four weeks and it was riding on the Jaguars and I thought this was going to be an easy easy oh you're out of the pool we didn't even ask you that yeah I'm out of the pool so it sucks. Yeah. Um, no yeah. bias. No bias. No bias. I will say this. Trevor um, once got his knee rolled up on, and it looked like he tore his ACL, but he was fine. So he's a, he's a limber man. Yeah, he is, but he wasn't like He wasn't the night that I, the night that I needed him to be. Yeah, like a cat, like like the Jaguars. Um, but yeah, getting back to it, I think the Ravens will cover here pretty, pretty comfortably. I think it's a six-point, seven-point victory. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean... The Jaguars are are kind of feisty, but um, I think that uh, the Ravens do want to get this victory because they may drop one uh, one or two of the upcoming games that they've got going on on that on that record you've got 
like your hairstyle there. That's cool. It's very uh flock of seagulls. Whoa. You, Are you Adam <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay, last game of the week. You got Eagles Seahawks. Eagles minus four in Seattle. Bounce back coming off of two bad losses against two good teams. But really, honestly, this is not good for Philly. Like they I think they're gonna cover and win this game, but the real problem is like, uh oh. Our two biggest competitors in the conference just kicked our ass. And uh that's that's a real cause for concern. And not even not even like close games. They just got they got their ass whooped by the Cowboys and by the 49ers. Those games were not competitive. Hurts did not look good. The defense bled the entire game. Not good, not good, not good. However, for this game, I'm taking Philly to cover four points, Seattle in flux. Um, by Greg's methodology, Seattle does need, need this game more. Um, if they lose, I think there's like a 5% chance to make the playoffs. But again, what was your what was your analogy you gave, Steve? Hey, I need a million dollars more than Jeff Bezos. Doesn't mean I want to get it quicker. I think Bezos might need a million more, a million dollars more than I do as an aristocrat. I'm richer than Bezos, but uh, I mean, it means he's not going to get. He's going to get. I was speaking more as as a common man. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, come on, let's let's be let's let's talk let's talk as common men. Yeah, I need a billion dollars more than Stephen yeah. does. Doesn't mean I'm going to get it quicker. He's a little bit more wealthy than me after winning their survivor pool. Uh, yeah. I'm taking the Eagles here. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. I just don't. Let's. Eagles look bad the last two weeks. Seahawks are not the Cowboys. The Seahawks are not the 49ers. They're Seattle Seahawks. Not a bad team. Not a good team. Just an average team that's going to probably miss the playoffs by a game because they hit a hard road in their schedule where they needed to beat the Rams a few weeks ago. They did not win that game. The refs stole it from them. That's actually a ref robbery. I'm surprised Geno Smith didn't pull him Mahomes uh, because he had he had way more reason to. But uh, they lost that game, and since then, it's kind of all been downhill. Give me the Eagles. Touchdown. Boom. Steve? Yeah. Yeah, the Seahawks can relate to the Eagles uh, in the sense of they also got their ass whooped by the 49ers and the Eagles. Cowboys. And the 49ers again. Oh, yeah, and the Cowboys. Cowboys are really yeah, go We're, we're going to go with the Eagles here. We don't even know if Geno Smith is going to play this game. And as a Broncos fan, let me tell you, Drew Locke is not good. He is the worst quarterback I've ever laid my eyes upon. So if he has to play this game, uh, good luck. If Geno Smith has to play this game, good luck to his, his high ankles. So give me the Eagles. I don't even remember what the spread was, but if it's less than 100, then I think I'm okay. So give me the Eagles. Gregory? Greg. I think... Drew locked. I think he looked actually pretty decent against the 49ers there. I don't know if you saw that pass. He dropped into DK um, in super tight coverage for a touchdown, but I've never seen a lot of quarterbacks make that pass. Um, I understand there's probably some sour grapes uh, from the career he had in Denver, but. Uh, well, let Denver me tell you something too, Greg. A blind horse is probably able to find a stable every once in a while. Mm-hmm. They can sniff it out, they know where Hay is. <laughs> That's true. Man, you guys hit me with some serious analogies tonight that uh, I wasn't ready for. I got to be honest. I was not ready for you that. You hit one. us with a serious analogy, too. You you said Josh Jobs is like a China doll or something. I don't know. <laughs> we weren't ready for that one either. 
<laughs> Fair enough. And I, I I didn't realize that that was going to cause the uh, the massive uh, yeah. controversy <laughs> that the. Great, you leave those up to us, and we need someone to write us a poem. We'll ask you, okay? <laughs> oh Lord! By the way, your mic sounds um, a lot better this week. I wish we would have had the poem delivered this week. Geez, my ears were bleeding when I was going through the. Well, edits. I can I can do a retake of footprints if you'd like. We're okay. Um, we, need, we need it to happen more organically. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I actually uh, I spent some extra time getting this set up. I was kind of rushed last week, unfortunately, um, and uh, I'm now reconsidering the purchase I made for the other mic thing that I'm like, I, it's ridiculous the amount of microphones that I've gone through here. Um, trying to get this to sound decent for our good, beloved. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It's the exact same mic you have. I just don't understand why like I'm putting in like five times more effort and getting like much less uh, positive results would, out of it. It would sound um, better if you recorded it yourself and then said it to Sterling and then that you would sound exactly the same. Probably true. Yeah. I said I'd this. Like to comp- no, no. But hey, guess what? You know how much worth that would be. I had to find Greg talking about China dolls and then delete it on, <laughs> on his file, make it work with mine. It'd be impossible. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to make Sterling work any harder than he already does. This guy is like one-handedly keeping the entire Spokane economy moving. And yeah, all the bars like, that are staying open, you're welcome. No, I know. Like you're you're a one man um hospitality revenue stream and i respect that and thank god we need that in spokane you know um, tease lounges? Oh, i'm gonna talk to you this after the podcast when we, when we stop doing this okay um so getting back to the game at hand which everybody is uh listening for uh seattle at home against the philadelphia eagles the philadelphia eagles uh defense is not what it was last year The offense is not what it was last year. Their offensive coordinator is not getting this team clicking like it should. The Eagles are going to win this game. I'm pretty sure of that. I hope they don't. I really hope Seattle somehow finds a way to get past them. I think the only way that occurs is if Geno does start and Geno's healthy. Um, I uh, Drew Locke, I will say, is a decent quarterback. He's a decent. He's a really good backup quarterback. But I don't know that he can go up against Jalen Hurts and uh, get a straight-up victory. But I do think Seattle will keep this close enough to to get the cover. I think that they can they can make this a field goal game if they can limit Jalen uh, just a little bit. And uh, yeah, Seattle's a more desperate team here. Philadelphia is uh, is definitely going to try to come out and get a win here. They need it too. Uh, but I'll take the four points. Um, you know, hopefully the twelfth man shows up, and you know we get some false starts, maybe, um, and the twitch push does not come into play too often. But yeah, I'll take the four points. That's a weird number. Okay. I'm surprised. It's, I'm surprised it's not higher. Honestly, does that not? Does that? Yeah, not I'm surprised the four doesn't end with a zero. <laughs> I mean, why isn't this six and a half though? Really, honestly. Actually, that... yeah. Is there is there a comparable game uh, to this game? I feel I don't think there's something super comparable. No, actually, no, not really. I think the Detroit game might be. Um, I, I don't know. Um, the, Detroit's minus four, so it's the same line. But I feel like I feel like if Detroit had gone, I guess that's on it... I guess that's similar. But Detroit's like not even as close as good as the Eagles. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I would say the Seahawks um, and Broncos are probably similar boats where they kind of have to win out basically to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the angle that I was thinking is like Seattle definitely needs this game. Detroit, uh, they can get by without it, right? Um, but um, yeah, it, the other thing is Detroit has kind of gone on this weird wonky streak where they're losing some games they shouldn't have. Uh, Philadelphia lost some games that. I don't think anybody blames them for losing. There's no shame losing at the Cowboys in Dallas. Um, but yeah, I'll take the plus four. Uh, this is definitely a hometown pick uh, for the home team that I, I hope they can, I hope they can win this because I'd like to see them have a shot at the playoffs. So I'll take the plus four, but it is a, it is a bit of a uh, sentimental pick. I will say that. Okay. That'll wrap it up on the podcast. Uh, we have nothing more to say. We're going to talk about his contract. I'll do that in the intro um, just to get some more engagement. That'll boost listens. You know, everybody loves Shohei. I do too. I'll do that. 70 I'll do million doesn't credit and 68 million deferred is a joke. That should not be allowed, but whatever. whatever. We'll change it next, next bargaining session. Yeah, they're going to have to. I mean, the Dodgers are going to be paying like $80 million to Mookie Betts and Shohei Otani through 2045, which you got to respect that though. Like no interest, like good for him. I respect uh, no interest. It's not good for him. Good for the team. No, good for him for like realizing enough is enough. And I want to go play on a team that's got a shot. And the LA Dodgers are going to be. I'm not mad about him going to the Dodgers. I'm mad at him saying, I don't need that. They need some, uh, they need some starting pitching. Yeah. Their issue the last two years is they ran out of pitching in the playoffs because people get injured. Greg, as a big Dodgers fan, dude, uh, our pitching (laughs) sucks. Have you seen Tony Gonsolin pitch in person? I have. I saw him give up three home runs to Jorge Soler. Hell yeah. No, I agree. And I, I, what's what's funny to me is the Giants offered, I think, the exact same contract to Otani, and he picked LA. And I think that's more of a, a realization that they've got more pieces in place for him to win right now. But uh, I yeah. was, yeah. I was who's hoping to see. Who's good on the Giants? Last yeah, one. nobody, nobody. Yeah. Um, but, they got Logan uh, Webb. Logan Webb. Nice. I said Lance Webb. Oh, yeah. Logan yeah. Webb's nice. Uh, Can Lindsay come uh, still pitching? I, he hasn't since <laughs> 2013, but... What about yeah, Matt Cain? It's Kane? been a while. Barry Zito? No. Matt Cain played for someone else this year. Matt Cain was not what? in the MLB this year. There's no Did way. not? I swear... Okay, it might have been a few years ago. I'm going to look at Matt Cain. He had the pitch for someone recently, right? No. He was 40. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of someone else. 2017 was his last year. I remember that year. I remember it vividly as well. Uh, great season by Matt Cain. Um, no, Otani, that's crazy. 68 million deferred should be elite. They will change out of the next collective bargaining agreement. Also, there's going to be laws changed. Um, I can promise you California is not going to let him take 68 because there are people who are saying like, well, he can just move to Seattle or to Florida or where he would move is to Seattle if he moved to state. I don't want to even mention Florida or Texas. Otani will live in Seattle if he lives he doesn't even have to pay taxes. Just go back to Japan. <laughs> well, then they'll be even taxed more because Japan income tax is way higher. Um, they're making it seem like he's going to live in the USA for the rest of his life. But uh, if he does choose that route and he goes to Seattle where there's no income tax and he saves that 12.5% on that $68 million or whatever it might be, um, I promise you California will go after that. And they'll probably pass a law in the legislature in the next year. And it might go to federal court or whatever. But it, it, it there's I would be surprised if they just say, ah, oh, it's okay, Shohei. Take take sixty eight million tax free from from L A. 
for for twenty. I think, I think it's a pay. I've only seen these takes on uh, like Twitter and stuff. I would I would like to hear from an actual tax person if he still has to pay that since he earned that. In oh no, California. no! It's so Bobby Bonilla lives in Florida. He does not have to pay income tax on his one point seven million, um, that he gets from the Mets. But uh, okay. the difference is it's that's one point seven million, and New York doesn't think it's worth going for. Sixty eight million is substantial in terms of like taxable income. So uh a little different. But that I've read like what CPAs have been saying about it. Uh for him personally, good okay. for him to go to the Dodgers. It's nice. Like that's I think that they're the overwhelming favorite. He's not gonna pitch this year, and Steven's right, they need pitching. Uh guess what? By him doing this, it opens him up to get that Japanese pitcher, uh Yokomoto. Yamamoto. Yamamoto, Yamamoto. Uh, Yamamoto yeah. and uh, he's absurd. and they're linked to Tyler Glass now, right now too. Oh yeah, they're going to trade, trade for, him. for him. So yeah, they're going to be fine. It's really just injuries. They're the new Yankees. They're the Yankees, but with a lot more money. And uh, a lot of people think, well, the next owner of the Dodgers, the the, the ownership group's going to sell by the. I'm promising you, if a new owner buys the Dodgers, they will have it carved in that. The team is going for six hundred and eighty million dollars less than it would have oh, gone for if you didn't have Otani's yeah. contract. They're not going to pay. Pay. He has him. a Otani has an opt out. If the two top execs for the Dodgers leave, he can opt out. And and his uh and his uh <laughs> and translator. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be wild. Good for Otani. I'm surprised he had this much power. I thought he was going to get ten years, five hundred million. Blew by that. He may never pitch again. But <laughs> hey, he's the best DH if, if worst case scenario. So, uh, also Soto's contract is going to be incredible. Julio Rodriguez on a bargain. Mariners probably will trade that in a year or two. I hate them. Uh, Julio has an insane bargain. You're getting going to get a top five guy in the league for how much they're paying him. Won't be surprised if he gets traded though, sadly, because of how the Mariners are trying to run their shit now. Please sell the team. If we trade anyone, trade, trade the Nationals. They have so many good young guys that I like. James Wood is going to be insanely good. Yeah. We're talking about Juan Soto going back to the the Nationals because apparently he loves DC and he loves like the ownership there because he said, uh, "We'll see if I come back to the Yankees in a press conference today." Oh, he's <laughs> going back. Yeah. They're going to give him. But if he went there, they would have an insane. They would have like the best uh, outfield for like the yeah. next ten years. He'll <laughs> stay with the Yankees. I'm 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 be surprised if he doesn't. But yeah, we'll I put my life savings on it. Yeah, they they won't let him leave. Uh, but okay, fellas, good podcast. Love you both. Talk to you next week. Bye.